things are troubling our minds right now in our, our jobs our careers making decisions our kids husband getting married marriage everything they are all on our minds right now and we just invited the holy spirit to take care of every situation that has been troubling our mind amen mm. how are you i'm good thank you work and everything Oh, work is fine. Thank you. How are you doing? Congratulations again for your yeah. graduation. Thank you so much. Really appreciate it. Um, it has been good. And I can't even um, give any glory or, um, hmm. to myself that, okay, yeah, you did it. Nope. <laughs> because yeah. God actually took over when I was really struggling. So I'm really yeah, thank God. So um, we did Mary of Bethany last week and the we read the three verses you can see on the screen. I believe you can see the, the verses mm -hmm. on the screen. And we learned yes. a lot of things. I um, the, the summary of last week is about, let me just put it in one word, compulsory costs and electives, right? So mm -hmm. compulsory costs, Mary chose the compulsory costs and Martha chose the electives. And, and we give an analogy, if you go to a university and then you just chose to do the electives, you will, the person will not graduate, but the compulsory courses are the ones that you should focus on in order to graduate. And if your university says, okay, you, you should take some electives, then you can go ahead and take electives. So as like Mary, the only thing, the compulsory thing we need to be a Christian, to live this Christian life is sitting at the feet of Jesus and reading his word and, and listening to everything he has to say from his mouth. And then if he wills, he might send us out to preach. He might send us out to be a pastor. He might send us out to be evangelists. He might send us out to heal the sick. He might give us his fruits, I'm sorry, his gifts. But the fruits are the compulsory ones and he might give us his gifts of healing, of wisdom of speaking in tongues and prophecy and be to be a prophet and everything as those are electives those are like optional courses and he might not give any, us those um gifts but the most important one is to sit at jesus feet and martha chose serving she was making food um, welfare units in the church for all the hosts of the, the crowd jesus and his disciples and other people that followed them into a house yes she was a christian she Invited Jesus into her heart, invited Jesus into her house, like Mary as well. But she started doing the electives instead of sitting at Jesus' feet and studying his word. And that is the summary of last week. So I didn't read the summary by the author of this book last week. So I will do that and we will move to the next example of people that sought to know God. Let me read. It is the basic, sorry, is the basis of effective and lasting service in the kingdom of God. So uh, the it there is knowing God. So knowing God is the only needful thing for Christian service. It is the basis of effective and lasting service in the kingdom of God. Being in his presence, learning of him gives you the privilege of divine usefulness. Knowing God comes by revelation. 
it enables one to know what to do in service to God, in serving God at any point in time, as it happened to Mary of Bethany. Our Lord Jesus Christ rebuked Martha for placing service over and above this one thing that is needful but commended. Sorry, I don't know how to read this morning. I'm just, sorry. Our Lord Jesus Christ rebuked Martha for placing service over and above this one thing that is needful, but commended Mary for choosing it. That later became the springboard of Mary's spiritual breakthrough and her influence through the years. So the first um, place we read was, uh, was about the, the drama that happened when Jesus came into their house and Jesus rebuked Martha. Then the next thing we read um, in John 12, one to three was the impact of that um, encounter. The impact was that Mary broke down in tears, was convicted of her sins because we know she was a sinner by all the people looking at her and calling her a sinner when she took a jar of perfume, costly perfume, and she anointed the feet of Jesus and wash his feet with her tears and use her hair to wipe it off. So we discovered that her life was changed. She was convicted of her sins and she repented based on sitting at Jesus' feet. So we last week we concluded that when we sit at Jesus' feet, he begins to remove all the properties of the old man from our lives, like Colossians told us. In Colossians 3, Verse five, we read that last week, that even though we have been crucified with Christ and we are risen with Christ, there are some habits we learned for the past years before we gave our life to Christ. And God wants us to um, kill those things, modify those things. And um, how we are going to modify those things is by reading the word of God and praying and sitting as Jesus speaks, not by doing evangelism or by doing service in the church or all those things are good, but they are not compulsory. And when we read um, um, Mark chapter 3, verse 13 to 15, it says that Jesus called, KJV says, Jesus called the disciples to himself that they will be with him. They should be with him. Then he might send them out. So come and be with me first. Come and read the word of God. Come and fellowship with me. Then I might, if I want to send you out to preach, I might send you out to make disciples. Is a might. Is not a compulsory course. I pray God will help us in Jesus' name. So, do you have any questions about that? No, I'm good. I understood it. I understand it well. Yeah, yeah. And this is because our church today, the kind of salvation that many of us received was not this kind of salvation. And if you remember Paul, for three years after he gave his life to Christ, also. He was reading the word of God. He didn't do any ministry. He was soaking himself in the word of God and sitting with Christ. And when God sent him to the Gentiles, then he started his work of ministry. So, but we in our churches today, the day someone becomes a Christian, they want to overload the person with responsibilities. And that is not what God wants. God wants us to be with him first. Then he might send us out if he wants to, and he might not send us out. It's not compulsory. 
we are going to study Elijah and how he sought to know God. And I pray that in our lives we will seek to know God. So let's try to read the word of God before we leave today because time is flying and we leave that early and it's my fault. <laughs> so um, thanks for coming. Thanks for making time one hour um, this morning. I know we want to sleep in, but Saturday morning, but until God tells us to move the time, let us keep trying our best to wake up. Um, first King 17, one. And um, I'd like you to read that for us. First King chapter 17, verse one. And I'll read First King chapter 18, verse 15. Okay. Um, first Kings chapter first King. Okay. Um, okay, I'll be reading the KJV version. Can you hear me? Sure, I can hear you. Okay. And Elijah the Tishbite, who was who was of the inhabitants of Gilead said unto Ahab, as the Lord God of Israel liveth, before whom I stand, there shall be no dew nor rain this year, but according to my word. This year is but according to my word. Amen. Amen. Then I will read um, 1 Kings 18, verse 15. 1 Kings 18, verse 15 says that, but Elijah said, I swear by the Lord God, of the armies of heaven in whose presence I stand that I will not present myself to Ahab today. So um, in order to understand the context of that, we would be reading the whole chapter because we have to understand what's going on here. So we would read the whole chapter from one to 24 today by God's grace and then we're gonna think about it like understand what's happening the whole um chapter. yeah the whole chapter so there, there are 24 verses in the in that chapter 17 18 okay 17 17 okay. and maybe next week we can continue in 18 yeah so we can't rush this word of God mm. let's keep let's stay here until we get exactly what he wants us to get from it so the 24 verses and if we could read first Kings 17 verse 1 to 12 and i will read first Kings 17 13 to 24 we'll meditate on it we'll give our two cents by the leading of the holy spirit on what god is telling us about it and we'll pray and keep meditating on it throughout the week and god will help us so first Kings 17 1 to 12 you go first okay first Kings 17 so i'll just start reading again and i'm using the kjv Awesome. And Elijah the Tishbite, who was of the inhabitants of Gilead, said unto Ahab, As the Lord God of Israel liveth, before whom I stand, there shall, be no, there shall not be dew nor rain these years, but according to my word. And the word of the Lord came unto him, saying, Get thee hence, and turn thee eastward, and hide thyself by the brook Cherith, that is before Jordan. And it shall be that thou shalt drink of the brook, and I have and I have commanded the ravens to feed thee there. Verse 5. 
So he went and did according unto the word of the Lord, for he went and dwelt by the brook Cherit, that is before Jordan. And the ravens brought him bread and flesh in the morning, and bread and flesh in the evening, and he drank of the brook. And it came to pass after a while that the brook dried up, because there had been no rain in the land. Verse 8. And the word of the Lord came unto him, saying, Arise, get thee to Zarephath, which belongeth to Zidon, and dwell there. Behold, I have commanded a widow whom there a widow dare to sustain thee. So he arose and went to Zarephath. And when he came to the gate of the city, behold, the widow woman was there gathering of, gathering of sticks. And he called to her and said, Fetch me, I pray thee, a little water in a vessel that I may drink. And as she was going to fetch it, he called to her and said, Bring me, I pray thee, a morsel of bread in thy hand. And verse 12, and she said, as the Lord thy God liveth, I have not a cake, but a handful of meal in a barrel and a little oil in a cruise. And behold, I am gathering two sticks that I may go in and dress it for me and my son, that we may eat it and die. Amen. Amen. Thank you so much. Um, Verse 13 to 24 says, I'm reading from the Living Bible. But Elijah said to her, don't be afraid. Go ahead and cook that last meal, but bake me a little loaf of bread first. And afterwards, there will still be enough for you and your son. For the Lord God of Israel says that there will always be plenty of flour and oil left in your containers until the time when the Lord sends rain and the crops grow again. So she did as Elijah said, and she and Elijah and her son continued to eat from her supply of flour and oil as long as it was needed. For no matter how much they used, there was always plenty left in the containers, just as the Lord had promised through Elijah. But one day the woman's son became sick and died. Oh man of God, she cried. What have you done to me? Have you come here to punish me? my sins by killing my son give him to me Elijah replied and he took the boy's body from her and carried it upstairs to the guest room where he lived and laid the body on his bed and then cried out to the Lord oh Lord my God why have you killed the son of this widow with whom I am staying and he stretched himself upon the child three times and cried out to the Lord oh Lord my God Please let this child spirit return to him. And the Lord heard Elijah's prayer and the spirit of the child returned and it became alive again. Then Elijah took him downstairs and gave him to his mother. See, he's alive, he beamed. Now I know for sure that you are a prophet. She told him afterwards and that whatever you say is from the Lord. Amen. We're going to study this for the next 10 minutes. Read jot down whatever god is speaking to your heart but i want to say something about this mm. woman before we do that elijah prayed on her supply and it did not run out and still she still did not believe that this man was from god <laughs> until her son died and by the grace of god elijah rose her son back to life 
and then um, raised her son back to life. And then she said in verse 24, now I know for sure that you are a prophet. I'm telling you that if something bad happened again, she would still doubt if Elijah was a prophet. Because mm -hmm. we human beings, we kind of tend to forget what God has done for us in the past. Oh, okay. Let's, do you want to say anything about that quickly before we take this 10 minutes break? And... Um, I, it's just, yeah, yeah just exactly, I mean, not exactly, but what you said, um, it's, it makes a lot of sense because, um, and that's one thing the Holy Spirit has always taught me. Um, sometimes I just have like this conversation um, with it's just the Holy Spirit and all that. And as believers, it's because we're in the world and we are we 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 encounter and we are faced with a lot of challenges. It is so easy for us to forget the benefit, forget the goodness of God. And that's why the Bible always reminds us, forget not all his benefits, forget not all he has done. In all things, give thanks. And I used to remind myself, there's a purpose and plan for everything. So every time and every day, we, 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 will, we, will, we will face different challenges, trials and temptations will come. And the funny thing is that the latter is always probably sometimes tougher and um, probably worse than the previous one i think we should always see we should always count it all joy that um it is um it's just a testing of our faith it's not only testing of our faith it's a for you to a spiritual growth so sit like this if you want to if you're in PhD, like the phd you're doing the masters i'm i mean i did and some people that are just in high school you move to another class and the other class you move to is usually higher than the previous one so you would encounter different form of testing and different form of you know um examination you have to prepare for that is different previous from the other one so what am i saying the main fact that we have the word of god we have people around us even our life you know sometimes about the summit to say that when i think of the goodness of god and all he has done for me my soul shall hallelujah sometimes it's what he has done for us it should give us hope for tomorrow so we shouldn't be like every time so i used to wonder and i say what's not the purpose of being a christian whenever i encounter a problem and i have to always be angry at god shout at god mm. so i started having a posture of um of rejoicing of thanksgiving the bible says with prayer and supplication and by prayer and supplication with thanksgiving let your request be known i, I started in i be putting in my prayer before i even you know i said father i just want to thank you for everything you've done and um, i just want sometimes to pray that um, i thank you for the bad and the worst because you are good in all because for god to bring like a no to us you know doesn't mean it's a bad thing it's probably it means that god is preparing us you know for a better yes and i heard that from um pastor mike and so the thing is that it's very very important you know there's joy there was a time when i was in doing my master's and um, I came in payment that started paying tuition and I had uh, somebody saying I should go for scholarship and I um, I held on to that I held on to that and I wanted to I, I decreed it over my life it wasn't easy even though I decreed it I had to work I mean I had to work for it I had to go and sort out for it but you know there's so many times they said they're going to drop my classes and all that but in that moment I was 
praying and I was thanking God. I was like really working hard and all those things. And still, even when they said they would go drop my class, I didn't give in to worry. Because one thing worry does, um, Pastor right. King was like, one thing worry does, it's, it's, it's like putting you on a rocking chair that you get something doing, but you get nowhere. So oh. it's just like wasting your time. But if you believe me to pray, I realized that devil knows what God instilled in us in the, in the times of trials and temptation. So he wants to take that away. Yeah. So the time, <clears throat> excuse me, the time that I was praying, <clears throat> the time I was praying and all, I, I was closer to God. I could hear from God. I, I could know the ways of God, like so, you know, and it's just so beautiful how um, in all, I had peace. So when the, when the stuff came, when the scholarship came, I was just so thankful. I think I was much more thankful that I didn't give in to worry. And so that's what believers used to need to do. How would you feel when you know the goodness of God and you now cry over and over and doubt God and shout and all, and God still brings it over to you. What would you do? Like, you just, you first of all be saying, I'm sorry. I'm you sorry be embarrassed because you be embarrassed. Thank you. So that's the thing. A lot of believers need to remember. And I think God is so faithful and patient with us. But we sometimes, I would like to say, we are just so ungrateful and we cannot forgetful. see. Forgetful. Yeah, forgetful. So it's just, so, it's, it's not appropriate. Because even we ourselves, sometimes I used to say, um, put yourself in the shoes of God. You are helping this person over and over again. Every time he doubts you, wouldn't you want to be tired? But still, God is faithful. But yeah, that's one thing I really love about God. Even when I don't have a word from God, I still hold on because the word of God is powerful. Even the word of, like, yes, the word I've heard, yes, it's still effective now. So I'm just like, I always cling. Even if I don't hear the word, I take the word, you know, I, I, I look for a word that is from God and the word of God, you know, and I use it to encourage myself. And no matter what, I see people around. Someone said this, that if someone is blessing people around you, it shows that God is in your neighborhood. So be of good cheers. And not, not only that, if God is blessing people around, you no matter what, it's going to reach you. It's going to get to you. So anyways, in all this, I just really understood what you said, that despite the fact that the widow, so what this man did that is extraordinary she still held on to her fears to be honest fears are really it's it's can it can drain someone it can make you not see but in all you know you need to stand firm and you know in um in, in the word of god and even if you don't have the word of god knowing that god is doing something is really powerful and i just wanted to point out that i didn't want to go on and on yeah but that's that's basically what i just wanted to say to back your word up yeah, yeah. That, that that contribution is very great and it could help somebody and it could help us to remember that when we face trials it will still come trials will still come because we are trying to move to a higher level spiritual growth and in our physical life too so trials will still come and it's for god to build us and draw us closer to himself and enjoy his presence because when things are going well we are dancing and outside we are like enjoying the blessings of God, we sometimes don't make time to sit down at God's feet. And then when trials come, we are tempted to blame God and not even um, fulfill like the purpose of that trial, being close to God. So when trials come, it's time to come close to God, come closer to God if you have been close to God before. Amen. So let us just reread the chapter 17, 1 Kings 17. And... When we reread it, 
could jot down some things and we'll share with each other before we go. Amen. Amen. Stop us there. But if there's anything you want to share, maybe anything you jot you jotted down while reading First Kings chapter 17, please share with us. And I have some things to share as well. So but okay, I mean if the time goes over time, it doesn't really matter. Oh. I don't know. Um so um I just wanted us to just when we read, I was reading back a thoughts just came to my mind just what we were discussing before we went on the this um reading break yeah. so um regarding elijah and what i jotted down before i move up to the first one is that um elijah knew the god he said he says yeah. and um despite the fact that he has done something okay you know what let me just go up and start from the beginning so i would go through down so the thing is that in the first um, few chapters, yeah, you can yeah. see that Elijah, you know, spoke the word of God. And as I was reading, the first thing that struck um, came to my attention was before whom I stand, they shall not be um, due nor according to my word. So as a result of serving God, you know, our word is powerful. It carries weight too. And I love the fact that it's according to my word. Although the God spoke through him, you know, he was bold enough to, you know, to exercise the faith he has. And he said, according to his word. And that's something that really struck, I mean, um, stood out. And another thing that I really wanted to say is that he was still in this midst of where he, you know, will I say cursed, but where he said there was no do nor rain. But because he was in that midst, he was in that place, that city, that country. He also had to experience it. Although Elijah was the one, you know, that was the one that spoke over that land. Yeah. Now, still, God had to take him away. Sometimes God can break protocol, can change situation for our sake, mm -hmm. and maybe send the dew. But no, there's some places, I think it's just to learn that there's some places you are in that is just causing, like, it's not just causing you to move forward or prosper just because of the thing that is happening around. So it's very important to be sensitive in the spirit to know when to move and when to stay in a situation. So yeah, the gland was realized it cost. So God had to take him out. You know, that's what God can do. God can actually bring the, the raven over there, but it's a reason why God had to take him. And I guess probably reason to, for them to see, you know, and you know who, know who God is. So anyways, God took him out from that place that land and he sent raving and all those things now moving on to the to the i mean mid like verse eight and now when it goes to zarafat like god um there's always a time for everything the widow woman as she said she just thought she wanted to die so a redemption um a restoration came and she, little did she know and one thing i really noted was that it's not like elijah was prepared. It's not like Elijah rehearsed it to do the miracles. It's not like God said, "Oh yeah, Elijah, when you get there, you know, you're going to, um, you're going to do this. You're going to do that." Because Elijah was in a right position. I'm gonna, let me just put it this way: Elijah was in the right position. He was um, in the right standing with God. He he understood. He, he knew, like he knows who God is, and he knows how he acts. You know, and so 
it was just like a spontaneous um, thing that Elijah told her that just go bring it and he blessed her. So it's very important if we move, if we're always in tune with the spirit of God, because the spirit of God can ask us to do anything anywhere. And because see, you, if you know your God, it's just something that you know that God will provide, God will, God will hear when you talk or you pray, God will listen to you when you, you know, ask for something. That's what Elijah did. It's like an example that Elijah just went there and he said, you know what, fetch me this and he started, he said, bring me, I prayed him also. And he started praying and he said, fear not, go, for thou said the, thou said the Lord of God, um, for, but God just said the Lord, God of Israel, the barrel of me who shall not waste. So God really, so you don't know Hmm. that's when they used to say something that be careful but for you don't know when you would entertain angels to her she did not know it was angels she was entertaining you know and she just casually just brought him in so what i wanted to say again is that in as much as god really brought restoration to that uh, to that woman's house or bless her breakthrough i would say breakthrough that woman's house it is very important for us to also be good because even though you are not moved in the spirit, you should also be a good person to be able to welcome anybody, to be able to help people. But I mean, you should very be very, very sensitive when you're doing that because some people are very mean. But you know, what am I saying is that um, the woman, if she had said, Elijah, sorry, or just for my husband, my son and I, guess what? Elijah would move, would leave, you know, he wouldn't stay there. So the mere fact that she also, we need to know that we have it we have a tag we work to do it's not just god will bring something everybody's praying for blessing i know are you in the position to receive the blessing of god so something that you have to think about so the, that's the thing i really love about the woman welcomed and okay all of us wait and die at the same time but little did she know that god has great plans in store for her and that's when it happened not only that not only god has a great plan in store for her god also had a training prepared for elijah and before that um, how will I put it? Elijah was, um, what is it called? I just lost the train of my thoughts. But anyways, God like had a training. Some people, yes, this is what I wanted to say. Some people, we have to be patient with them. When we we're talking initially that um, she saw what Elijah did. Some people, just like some people are not fasting, assimilating, assimilation. Some people are slow, some people are fast. Similarly, some people, they just, maybe they need several miracles to see. Some people just need one and they'll be fine. So being patient is something that is so important that we should also, as Christians, as believers, we should always have that at the back of our mind. And now the thing that I wanted to say, the thing I wanted to point out, the last thing I really wanted to point out was that no matter what, even if we are believers, we'll still go through, apart from trials, a lot of people want to discourage us. Elijah knew the God he served. Elijah even has done so many things. But guess what? Even when the woman's son died, he was, he was also baffled. You see, he went upstairs, took the son. He didn't know what to do. But he was like, oh, what have I done? The old my man of God. No, 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 sorry, that's not it. He, said, you know, he cried unto the Lord and said, oh, Lord, my God, as thou also brought evil upon the widow with whom I sojourned by slaying her son, and all that but still i think he held on he cried to god and he prayed so in this situation i could i could feel i don't know i just could feel probably elijah was it felt so sad like god what have you done i came here you know yeah the woman she came she welcomed me to my home okay we did a miracle i'm happy 
Yeah. How would you bring this? He yeah. literally didn't know. He wasn't expecting that. So God has great plan in store. And for them, and probably it was even the rest um, to the breakthrough of the sun, you know, um, that is just to help the sun live more and um, longer years, you know, that's probably that's why God brought Elijah. We didn't know, little do you know. But I just saw this as in as much as God can use any situation and any circumstance to train us. We should not see everything as tryouts. We should see things that we can see say trials, but training. Now, Elijah, you get to make through this and all that. If you experience it the next time, I pro- I knew I probably probably be like God has a plan. You know, it won't it won't probably be sh- as yeah, broken yeah. or something like this. So yeah, so the thing is that in all, so the thing I just wanted to point out, just be careful again who you have around. People yep. have around on like you no, know, it might not be direct, it might be indirect. Um, but you don't know that sometimes the people around you are not even speaking great words, word of hope, word of life. So you yourself need to have, it's not only because you decided that if there are nine blind persons, if there are 10 and they are the world, you can't be, you know, you need to have a way to feed yourself with the word of God. Move with people that don't know, but I'm just, your, 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 your circle. So when you're blessing others, make sure you know you're getting blessed with the word of God. So you don't very easy to lose up. And not because you don't know what's, you know, how they get things. And also press or pray for people. And um, yeah, it's just like in all things, just have a be sensitive within the spirit because God can, the Holy Spirit of God can move anytime. He can tell you to do it all that and you should take faith the step of faith to know what to do you know at the right time what i just wanted to thank you so much it's a well-read comprehensive contribution and i thank god because god actually spoke through you and to enlighten us today really awesome so while you were talking i just discovered that god was always in elijah's thoughts there's a part that i read this week that the wicked will perish because God is not in their thoughts. So thoughts, we think every day, like we are going to wake up, brush our teeth, go have our bath. If we're going to work, dress up, get to work early, how are we going to dress up? So all these things are in our thoughts. But the wicked are different from the righteous because God is not always in their thoughts. That means that that's how the Bible says it. It says the wicked will perish because God is not in their thoughts. That means God is expecting that the righteous should always have God in their thoughts. And Elijah, in his thoughts, every step of the way, every day, God is always in his mind, in his thoughts. Because everything he did, God was always telling him what to do, how to do it. My own version says, when you said, um, after he declared no rain on the land, then he went to another place. My version says that the Lord told Elijah to go to the east and hide in Cherit Brook at the place east of where it enters the Jordan River. So he actually went to hide because Ahab obviously will kill the person that crossed the land <laughs> if, if um, there was no rain. When there was no rain, who crossed the land? Reverse the course or else I will torture you, you get. So that would have been what would have happened if Elijah had stayed there. But God told him to go and hide. 
some way. And also, as you pointed out, that same place where you went, the, the lack of rain for the drought affected that area, right? And so when it affected the area, there was no food, then the water was drying up. God sent raven to feed him. And I'm like, ah, I've thought about this before. How, I don't know, how does a raven look like? A raven that will bring meat and bread. From where does he get the meat from? From where does he get the bread from? Um, it just blows my mind. So God provided for Elijah in ways that we cannot imagine, right? It's something that is impossible. And we that are always expecting to see what we are hoping for, because faith means that um, evidence of things hoped for not seen, right? You hope for something, you don't see how it will come, you have faith. That is a high level of faith. Imagine Elijah not seeing where bread will come from, from in that um, desert where he was, you know, and God sent something unbelievable, a bread to feed him, raven. So that's what I pointed out, that walking with God involves me having faith in God and always having God in our thoughts. Because when the water dried up, when the water dried up, um, God told him what to do next. So that's how God was so close to him, understanding his situation. So God also understands exactly what's happening to us. We just have to turn to him and not turn away from him when that problem comes. So God is with you. He provided blessings for you. And then you continue enjoying the blessings. And when problem comes, instead of you to turn back to the person that provided the blessings, that, ah, the blessing has finished though, you go out looking for solutions. And so it just makes me understand that Elijah was always turning to God because God was always giving him the next thing. Now go to the widow's house, the village of Zarephath. Go there and then you would have some food. And she and the, the, the widow, as you explained rightly, did not have food, but have, had a little faith that, okay, let, oh, let me share this meal with this prophet. Looks like he knows what he is saying. I don't know if the widow knew Elijah, but I, not to waste our time. I just want us to concentrate on Elijah and knowing God. You pointed out that he was confident. That kind of confidence is just very, very awesome. And it's the level at which he got to know God. Gave him confidence. Do we have confidence in God like that? Do we have confidence in the word of God like that? Do we compromise easily? So let's try our best to know God to the extent. Let's know God past Mary Mary's level of conviction of sins. Like let's repent and modify all the evil or habits, bad habits in us. And then move higher to a level of having confidence in God and his word when challenges come. And so uh, see it as like an example. Uh, if challenges come, be happy. And then act like you're gonna pass that exam. Like, don't be worried, be, be rejoicing, give thanks to God. Don't be worried for one second. So there's a song that I like, it's in Pigeon English. It says, I'd, it's been I knew, I'd known. I should have started praising you when I was in the storm, right? Because now you've done it. And I'm like, why did I not praise you early? You know? So every time we face challenges, I'm kind of repeating what you're saying, where I pray that you bless somebody. And what you said earlier. So God kept directing Elijah's way. Right now, we're going to pray. 
because we are past our time and we're going to pray and ask God to help us to know him more so that we can have the kind of confidence that Elijah had in his word in him. Let's raise up our voices this morning and just pray, Lord, help me to know you more so that I can have this confidence, confidence in your word and help me to know you more so that I can put you in my thoughts. I want to drink water. I'm thinking about God. I'm thinking about heaven. I want to eat. I'm thinking about God. What is God doing now? What is he doing? How is he? How does he look like? I'm, I'm, I'm trying to make a decision. I'm thinking about God. I want to make a new um, a decision and I ask God first, you know, every second of my, my life, I'm always thinking about God. God is always in my thoughts. God is always directing my way, where to go, where not to go, what to buy, what not to buy, how to give, how not to give. All those things help us to know God to the extent of being confident in his word. In the name of Jesus, Lord, help us to know you. Help my sister to know you. Help me to know you. We'll help the people listening to us to know you more so that we can be confident in your word, to know you more, especially when you tell us a word. We will not compromise, Lord. When you tell us a word specific to our situation, we will hold on to it. When you say you will do it, we will not be shaken. We will not be anxious. This this world, um, right now, the, the theme is mental health, anxiety, and anxious about the future, anxious about a lot of things, Lord. When we are confident in you, Lord, we will not be anxious about anything, Lord. Your word says it clearly that we should be anxious for nothing. And if you read the meaning of being anxious for nothing, it means be carefree about that important thing that we think that we need. Be carefree about it because why? Somebody greater than us is taking care of it for us. Yes, we need to put do what we as humans have to do. We have to work hard. But that anxiety and worry part, Lord, help us to give it all over to you. Help us to trust in you and be confident in you. And know that when we are prayed about it, help us not to be anxious about it. In the name of Jesus, help us to be carefree about our problems, Lord, because we know that you are holding it in your arms, oh God. That great achievement that we are looking forward to, Lord, help us to be carefree about it, oh Lord. In terms of worry, oh God, help us not to worry about it, but help us fill our thoughts with you. Consider you in our decisions. Consider you every day and always think about you in the name of Jesus. We thank you for helping us to study your word this morning. We ask that you continue to bless our hearts, so oh God, even as we think, keep thinking about this every day throughout the next two weeks, so oh God. Receive the glory of the days. In Jesus' mighty name, we are praying. Amen. Amen. So I'd like you to bless our week, pray for us, and um, bless our week as and our weekend as we go. Okay. Father, we just want to thank you for this beautiful day. We thank you for your love. This is the day the Lord has made, and we shall rejoice and be glad in it. Thank you for what you've done and what you're doing. Thank you for all situation. We do not take it for granted. We are really grateful for your love. I thank you for your word that we've heard today, the grace to always, you know, be firm and be confident in your word. We pray you give unto us in the name of Jesus. Amen. As we're moving on in the week, we ask that you fill our hearts with the grace to be to study your word, to show that about proof, to the grace to fill our hearts with your word so that we would it will flow, it will flow 
greeting or spontaneous will be just great and excellent. You pray repent unto us in the name of Jesus yeah. and in all strengthen us. I mean, amidst all the trials, amidst all the temptation, amidst all the worries, we pray that your word will flood our mind in the name of Jesus. And as we sang in your hymn today, we said we cast all our cares on you and we ask you to replace it with your love in the name of Jesus. As we go out this week, our week is blessed. And we're going out and coming is blessed. We would not see any evil. And you would help us in the name of Jesus. I mean, whatever our heart desires are, we pray that you grant unto us in Jesus' name. And the grace to, to, to be good to all, just in case we work on angels, for that you grant unto us in the name of Jesus. Amen. We just want to say, we just want to say thank you for everything. Thank you. And in all, we'll keep on growing in grace, growing in love, and growing in, you know, more and more abundance of good things in Jesus' name. Father, we just adore your name. For in Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Amen. Thank you very much for your time. Thank you so much. I know that you were blessed. And um, the Spirit of God spoke to me today. And I'm sure that it's not for only me. It's for you and for everyone listening. Yeah, thank you so much. All right. Have a blessed to a podcast and thought about what other listeners are saying about that episode? Have you ever thought about giving feedback and interacting with the host of a favorite podcast? Podroom is a podcast player and chatroom platform for the podcast communities. Join millions of similar podcast listeners and interact with like minds on the Podroom app. It's a social networking platform with over 750,000 audio and video podcast content. It's available on the Play Store and App Store. Download Podroom now to enjoy this episode.